Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwell, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manawi, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Height. I'm your game master, and this is episode 23. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. So where we left off is uh, you guys have basically been following uh, the two gentlemen around the town, and uh, you had broken into their room, you had stolen their Book of Shadows, and uh, you had been basically looking at everything they were doing. Um, what are you going to do? We'll say that it's still... Uh, was it evening when you guys came back together, or are you still out? That's what I forget. We'd come back. That's right. You came back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to do? Hmm. Well, well, guys, I, I don't know if following these 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 two around is getting us anywhere. I mean, they're just being touristy. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I mean, I think that we should definitely try to go see Dr. Gonsandi in person. Um, see what they found. See if he's actually okay. I mean, with how things have been going, I'm not so sure. Yeah. That would be good to check on. Right. Yeah, we we go check on that. I'm still curious about this church. I mean, it just seems weird that they're sponsoring a frauds, like, frauds exhibit. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to go maybe check them out, but I want to go check on uh, the good doctor first. All right. First, we'll give you plenty of time to get ready before we do, Heather. Don't oh, worry. Oh, I don't worry. I was going to take advantage of that. <laughs> so, um, are we saying are this is in the evening that you're going to go over there and check? Okay. Yes. Um. It, it's still, it's late afternoon. Um, you arrive back at Rothmersholm and uh, there's a parking spot to find and you walk up to the front and enter into the lobby. And as I described it before, there's a reception desk with a couple of receptionists. Uh, there is, there's pictures on the wall and there's things that they do and there's a little lounge area. And there is a, a guard uh, next to the door going into the facility itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, Miss uh, Jenna. Uh, yes, we would. Um, we would like to talk to uh, Doctor Glansandi, please. Do you have an appointment? Uh, no, no, we don't. Uh, we're the uh, the group from Full Wilderness. We just want to check up on how progress is going in regards to the incident that happened earlier this week with the special lab? Um, well, normally if you don't have an appointment, um, I can I can make an appointment for you. Uh, when would be the earliest uh, that we could get an appointment with Dr. Gonsandi? Well, let me check. And uh, she gets on the old fashioned computer and uh, <laughs> uh, looks through it and she says, um, uh, it looks like the next time he's available for uh, uh, 
an appointment uh, is probably next Tuesday. Yes, and it's, this is totally unacceptable. Um, again, uh, if you don't understand precisely the context that my colleague was trying to describe to you, we were present for the events last week. Uh, we have a mandate from Phil Wilderness and a relationship with Dr. Glenn Sunday. He does not want to have you schedule us like at a random person from the street. Uh, give me a moment then, please. Certainly. And uh, she gets on the phone and you hear her go through a number of procedures. And she says, uh, she, she finishes and she looks up and she says, uh, please, if you have a seat over there, um, he'll be out to, to meet you in a few moments. Yes, thank you. So you sit there and uh, there's nothing in this room, of course, that you don't already know. Um, you see what wonderful innovations that they have created to help people with depression and, and things like that. Um, after 10 minutes or so, uh, the door opens and uh, Glansandi comes out and he looks a little annoyed, but as he comes out, he goes immediately to the reception and says something to her, and she points over to you. And he turns and sees you, and he looks for a moment, and then he's like, ah, gentlemen, he comes, he comes over. Um, any news? Uh, yeah, we uh, found a uh, curious, uh, it, uh, coincidentally enough, in our hotel, there's some people saying that we, we could be uh, attached to the incident. And he looks around and he says, um, gentlemen, come with me. Um, I will need you to sign in. Um, oh, let's go to a, a more private area. Mm -hmm. So you sign in, they give you tags um, and he takes you really not very far down a hallway and into a, conference room and has you all sit down he says uh what can you tell me what uh you say you have seen a couple of people you think were involved right yeah um yeah a couple of uh we believe they're they're wiccans are staying in our hotel now the only reason they grabbed our attention was because when the uh Police had talked to us about the Ripper. They described these two very similarly to this. Then we kind of tied them to what happened at the lab because of uh, the security guard being found and being tied to the Ripper also. We, so you know, it seems like more of a co strange coincidence that they'd be at the same hotel. You think that there is a connection between the person who infiltrated my lab and the, and the person who is this ripper. Well, the police believe that the person that infiltrated your lab and uh, released that Cobra poison or however he did it was killed by the ripper. And so we were uh, following that, that up and making the, the tie together. I mean, after a while coincidences stopped being, just coincidences. I'm curious if 
you have discovered whether the police have found cobra venom in any of the other victims. We have not found that that out. Uh, the police have been very hesitant to share details with us. They they took us in for questioning after we witnessed um, one of the one of the Ripper's murders. Um, but yeah, they were mostly interested in what we had to say. They didn't let us ask too many questions. I see. Well. If there's a way, I, I know it. Uh, the entire police force is trying to discover this ripper. Perhaps there is a clue that they've missed that will lead you in a, a better direction. I don't know. I would uh, quite honestly really enjoy working with you and, uh, and out investigating with you, but unfortunately I have my own work that I have to do. Um, I do have a question that I don't quite understand. What is a Wicca? Wicca? Oh, it's a, um, from what I understand, it's a pagan religion, maybe uh, tied to to witchcraft. I mean, I, I was never a religious scholar. But. My, the things that people get themselves involved in. Yeah. Well. There, few, there were a few Wiccans on the, uh, on my campus. Mostly innocuous, just edgy. Well, see what you can find out. Have you found out anything more of these wicked? Well, we just, um, I want to give them like a, a description of what they look like. Um, just in case you see them, they've been going to look at the other places associated with these, these deaths. You know, if they find out that, um, I'm sure that they they will if that's what they're they're doing. That um, the most recent uh, death was an employee of Rothmersham, so they might be stopping by to take a look. So now you also mentioned something about a restaurant the last time you were here. Yes, yeah, the uh, Black Dragon, I believe. Uh, was it Doctor Leach? Brought some uh, food by for testing. Yes, yeah, I believe that all came up. That all came up fine. Nothing, nothing untoward there. Your the the information you've given me that seems so disjointed and all over the place, but there must be some connection, something that we're missing. Yeah, there's, I think there must be the case. Precisely, yeah. The fact that there's a black dragon opening up uh, in San Damiel at the same time as it is here seems uh, highly uh, worthy of note. And we learned uh, at police headquarters that a number of the parties that have been killed by the Ripper seem to have visited the black dragon in recent history. So yes. there's something, but we can't quite put it together. Uh, and of course, the black dragon is also related directly to um, the uh, you know our missing doctor who fled here from San Damiel after Dr. Finley. Yeah, I am very surprised if Doctor Finley had fled here that he wouldn't have contacted us. Hmm. 
Well, he is currently under criminal investigation by the United States as far as a negligence charge, so he might not be so open to official communications. That's Perhaps there was somebody that he reached out to on your staff, but in an unofficial manner, well, but that's only just guessing. I don't know. Mr. Codshill would, of course, have been the logical choice. However, he's no longer with us. Nor with anyone else. How's the cleanup going? Yes, they've, they've pretty much cleaned everything up, but the company has followed the usual politics and tried to brush most of it under the, uh, the carpet. And it, it doesn't work exactly that way. There have been some heavy fines and uh, um, what can they do, you know? Has there been a lot of official interference? Um, not as much as you might think. Um, I think that the local authorities are more nervous about going into our labs, um, considering the possibility of infection or contamination that's in their minds, but we don't have like a level four hot lab or anything like that here. Also the, the simultaneity of the Ripper killings is much more uh, flashing, tabloid friendly and immediate. Well, if any of the information about the, the incident here got out, then that would make quite a bit of tabloid stories. So kudos to your, your PR department. Well, gentlemen, um, I really must get back to my work. Um, I am considering, uh, I have been reading your Mr. Jadik's books. Um, they're quite interesting. Uh, he seems a great humanitarian, somebody concerned with the planet. Um, we, of course, also consider ourselves in some ways very concerned with the health and welfare of human beings. We, uh, I, I should like to meet him at some point. Perhaps we can set up a meeting. Certainly. We spoke to Mr. Jedek on the phone recently. Um, he's, you know, involved in so many things, it can be hard to pin him down, but I would imagine he'd uh, be most interested to meet with you and discuss your work at some point. Indeed. Well, thank you, gentlemen. If you'll excuse me, you know the, the way out. Um, before, you, before you go, has yes. there been any developments on the airborne contaminants other than what we've already learned? Well, as you know, we've, we've found that the cobra venom, mm -hmm. I, I tell you that a mutagen of this sophistication and rapidity and power was not made by an amateur somebody with extreme knowledge of bioengineering and and chemistry and and so forth and it, such a short half-life as to leave us unaffected exactly yeah. yes i mean who knows from what we've seen from our own experiments with the substance that you obtained from don biozyme um it was the substance was capable of many rapid Mm -hmm. And biological process. Random, it would seem completely random. It, it must have something to do with the the uh, target's DNA. Just playing off of whatever minute discrepancies are there. 
I will on my end do what I can to think of any possible candidates for people who would have that kind of knowledge. In addition, there must be some uh, rather finite quantity of that venom available in the market. So uh, Mm. there might be some indications of when sales were made of sufficient cobra venom to be involved, when and where and by whom. Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, a cobra, a snake venom black market. All right, gentlemen, I do have to go. Thank you very much. Thank you for your think time. Of, think of who that who could have come up with that. Just let us know. We could discuss it over dinner sometime or something. Yes, of course. Oh. I don't think he's interested. <laughs> no, no. You, you've got the, you've got the dinner. You've it's got been a dinner. rough week, Heather. It's been a rough uh, week for the guy. He stops at the door as you say that to him. And he turns around and smiles. And he says, I'll tell you what, when we have this all solved, when we've, we've put all this to rest, we shall have a great dinner. Uh, it's a date. And uh, you do sort of get the impression that he's referring to all of you. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I can slash their tires. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he Once tra- we exit the building, I guess... Uh, <laughs> I give Heather a high five. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your next move? All right. It's now about 6 p.m. We should make plans on going to check out this church, I think. Yeah. Agree. Maybe they're snake handlers. <laughs> well... You can watch it any time. It's, it's broadcast on television. Um, if you've ever watched Ernest Angsley, it's very much like Ernest Angsley. Actually, do do they do snake handling? No. Okay. Because okay. I know that was that was actually a thing with very strange televangelists. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. No, this is, this is the preacher who says that when I was seven years old, God appeared to me and he showed me all the stars of the heavens and said, these are the souls you'll win for me. And now here I am making $10 billion a year and, li- and driving around in a white limousine. And <laughs> Put your hands on the TV and send Put me money. And I'll, I'll heal you. He did that. Yeah. Huh. Oh. Actually, we should get a Geiger counter and measure the TV screen <laughs> when he does that. Yeah. <laughs> well, box stop. All I can think of is uh, following up on the trying to get a room with that mermaid. That too. And at some point, we might as well just come clean with these uh, Wiccans and see what their story is. I think... Uh, what are they going to do? Run away? You know what I mean? I'm sure they'll be very pleasantly surprised to get their massage oil back. Yeah, not not their book of shadows. It's not massage oil. Yeah, they really want. Hmm. So we'll say it's about six o'clock, six p.m. You're leaving Rothmersholm. Okay. 
another vegetarian meal at the Black Dragon? Is that what something offering for us? I was also going to take their Book of Shadows and try to uh, experiment with anything that looked. Hmm. What's the right? What's the right verb for um, the spell? Melodic. Castable. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Hold on. I guess castable works. You want to see if something's effective. Yeah, um, I want, I want, the massage oil, I think we know that it is lubricative. We don't know if their books of magic have any powers or if they're just, you know, dupes intentionally or otherwise. Well, what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say is you're going to have to go through it systematically. And uh, that you can do tonight before you go to bed. Desmond, I must say that your your grasp of adjectives is impressive. Yeah, castable, lubricative, <laughs> uh, <laughs> very inspiring. You know, I'm, I had the sort of childhood where I spent a lot of time alone with a dictionary. Yeah, sesquipedalian. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, are you going to do nothing then for the rest of the evening? Just go back to bed or go back? No, I thought we were going to go get a vegetarian meal. From oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Black Dragon. Going to go to the Black Dragon. All right, so you head back to the Black Dragon. Let's see how the California rolls are in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they're Chinese. They're not chi Japanese, so they don't have sushi. <laughs> they're not. They're not Asian. Um, all right. So you arrive there. Uh, it's it's packed. It's, hmm. it's a busy night. Um, uh, you guys get a table if that's what you want. Yep. Do you order your food? Very much the same as before. The smell is wonderful. Um, so, during your meal, what do you do? Is our mermaid friend here? Yeah, as far as you know, the verdant sylph is swimming in her thing. Now, what's interesting, and I didn't say this before because I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten it, but that, that circular window is actually like a dome. Mm -hmm. So she looks a lot smaller, like okay. she's, you know, like a little mermaid floating around in the water. It's a weird il illusion. Okay. Yeah. And as soon as you go into the bar area to check that, of course, the guy behind the bar is, oh, my friends, you've come back. Of course. We love it here. Great food, fun atmosphere. What more could you want? Uh, do you have any like specialty drinks from uh, from uh, Central Asia that that you you particularly like? And he says, mm. he says, well, they make an alcohol there, and he sort of looks around. He says, uh, I can let you you know have a little bit. Uh, it's very strong, uh, but uh, and he sort of leans towards you, and he sort of says. And it's not entirely 
legal to import, but oh. we have some. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, is it a, a clear, brown, brown, brown liquor, clear yes, liquor? Yes. Yeah. And he pours you this liquid. It's kind of, it's most, it's clear, it's transparent, mm -hmm. but it's got kind of a greenish tinge to it. And he gives it a name, which is yeah. unpronounceable. It Smell. smells. Okay. It's, it's got a, shot. It, it's probably got a licorice sort of smell to it. All right. Oh, so a little bit like absinthe? Yeah. Yeah. Or ouzo. Okay. But didn't have like, uh, when I was in Japan, they had snakes in their liquor bottles. Sometimes I was wondering if they had that. Habusaki. But I go, uh, what What do you say Say before you, uh, before you uh, drink? Um, and he says, he says, what? I don't know. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. I'll throw it back. <laughs> Ooh, that is potent. Okay. <laughs> that, that what he says to you is, oh, no, 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 it's a sipping drink. <laughs> <laughs> As it claws its way down your, your throat. <laughs> Heather, with your... Uh... <laughs> With your with your dinner with Magnus, remember Schkol. It's, it's got a, a pretty strong alcohol flavor, like turpentine. Uh -huh. um, uh, you're guessing that it's got to be some sort of plant base because it's green, right? And uh, there's definitely some spice to it, but mostly it just burns like hell going on the way down. Good. It's probably an illegal amount of, of alcohol, right. more than 150 proof. Oh, what do you pair? Be. What do you pair that with? Oh. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you you okay there, Heather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me, give me another one. I'll sip it this time. <laughs> like, Maybe it's just okay. a water for now. Adventurous yeah. woman. Yep, good thing Heather is not driving us home. We had a rough meeting. <laughs> All right, so you're back at your table. Hmm. So the place is popular and it's packed out every night, but we don't need a reservation. Uh, are we seeing the same people over and over again? Sometimes, some people, yeah. But it's really just the general, the, the, the leisure class of Toronto are all here. Yeah, and you don't need a reservation except that you do sometimes have to wait 30 minutes before you get a right. table. Um, Dr. Leach, why don't you ask uh, your uh, special Chocho friend um, if they have more than one mermaid that you might visit? Because it seems like she can't work here seven nights a week. And I wonder, you know, I'm curious about how she how our friend from the band in California ended up being the girl in the tank in Toronto. Yeah, I suppose I could ask about that. I mean, he seems to find you amusing. Or disgusting. <laughs> probably a little bit of both, Dr. Leach. Yeah, probably. Oh, well, let's see if I can... Uh... 
Let's see if what? I can sterilize the uh, disgust with a little bit of ethanol. I'll walk up. I'll walk back up to the. Uh, All right. Bar. Ah, back again so soon. Yeah. Well, can I get a uh, some generic, some generic beer? And my friend over there wants to wants to try the special stuff. Really, you like it? You like it then, huh? I I do. I do. I don't think I'd. I don't think I would handle another this evening. But after my description, he was uh, he was fascinated. And so he uh, he pours up another shot. He says, "Any of the others?" I'll I'll look over towards the table. See. <laughs> All right. No, don't don't give her one. Yeah, she's not going to make it home. Uh, well, she might make it home, but we'll definitely have to drag her into her room. And he looks at you with that sort of sex, sexual uh, innuendo sort of look. But uh, he he serves it up. Oh, no. no, he Never says, with a colleague. Well, you know, a man's yeah. got to get his, uh, his enjoyment someplace. True, true. The uh, mermaid, does she have a friend? The mermaid. Uh, oh, you, you're interested in the mermaid. Um, no, no, she doesn't. She uh, she works here uh, six nights a week. Huh. It's a lot of swimming. Well, she gets her breaks. So you are you looking for a friend of a mermaid, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Why go for the friend when you can go for the real deal, my friend? Yeah, you know the uh, you know as I as I said, we were here on a, a business trip. That's not turning out so great. I might, I might, I might like some company here. Granted, if uh, tomorrow goes well, it'll be a celebration. So, what's what? Because you set me up for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, sure. Um, not, why not tonight? Well, big day tomorrow. Best be on the top of my game. All right, my friend, you come back tomorrow. Um, how long do you want? An hour? Let's go two. All right, uh, you've got to be here at 10 o'clock. Will do. Um, and Pete gives you a price. Two hours. And uh, says it's a deal. Is that if, is that within my yeah. full wilderness retainer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just going to charge you 20 bucks the first night, so. That's cheap. Ugh. Tomorrow, I'll make sure I'm up on all my shots. Well, he sort of he does this weird sort of implication. He says, "You understand that's to talk to her, mm. but she takes tips." So, okay. 
All right, head back to the table with the uh, delightful shot of doom in tow and my delightful beer. Let's make it a harp. I like harp. Okay. You're playing the harp and you're drinking your beer. <laughs> uh, what time tonight? Uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yes, time to prepare. Which, if we're going to do this right, we're going to need time to prepare. And possibly a lower BAC. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Did you find out where it will take place? Uh, I will show up here at 10 o'clock. Really weird joint business to run, especially for a place that's newly open like this. I mean, they're selling this bootleg booze. It and is. A redhead. It is. This place is all kinds of uh, dubious. Heather, there's some more breadsticks. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I also got you a glass of water. All right. What's in it? Hey, uh, Desmond, Ethan, do you want to try? You want to try this? The, the, that, um, Whiskey, the moonshine, or whatever. Oh, it's yeah, sure. Whiskey, just toss it on back. <laughs> Come by, and I shoot it. At which point, uh, are you like this? <laughs> oh, shit, that's smooth. <laughs> All right, so you want you get towards the end of dinner. And what do you want to do? I think we need to take some people back to the hotel. Ah, that's bread, you know. It's all right. It's all right, Margaret, you know. Sometime. Yep, yep, you're doing you're doing great, Heather. I am. I am. Well, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking I could set up a date with that girl. I think that would that'd be a good idea, you know. We, oh, you just just invite, you know, her and, and Dr. Von Sandy and have a good time, right? That's what it takes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, maybe I have had too much. Oh. <laughs> uh, just keep drinking water. All right, so you head back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Or hotels now. Uh, all right, well, I've got my work cut out for me. I've got um, some dubious magic to study. I've got some dubious other things to prepare for. All right. Keep saying this word prepare. I'm just curious what you're... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So unless you have something to do, I'll just explain to Dr. Desmond that the book would require some study to completely understand what it's talking about but you're pretty sure that there are at least two incantations that are described in the book. Um, One of them is called Bind Enemy, and it has to do with making a kind of uh, uh, voodoo doll for all intents and purposes. It's it's not called that, but it's actually describing that. And uh, taking a, a red cord and wrapping it around the thing and and doing some sort of a magical chant 
and apparently it's supposed to um, uh, bind the person so that they can't hurt you. Um, it sounds simply like sympathetic magic, um, like something that you would find in something in a in a spell book from the the, the bookstore, you know. Uh, the other one is similar in that it's it's cast a circle uh, in which you create a, a kind of a magic circle on the ground and you are able to trap um, supernatural creatures within it and keep them from harming you. Does the circle have a, a, a clear diameter? Or is it, could it be made of various sizes using I, I would say it's pretty much yeah it's probably detailed pretty pretty completely um, and it would only contain a human sized enemy it wouldn't contain a host an enemy army a divine mother right like something you know roughly fought with, that you could fit within a five foot diameter circle now whether any of these things are actually effective or not the rest of the book deals with uh, methods for using uh, crystals for healing and and stuff like that. So what you'd expect. Does it is is the is the providence of this tradition clear? Is this like all set really. down? Yeah. Okay. It's in modern English. It's in modern English, English translation. It's all, it's all handwritten. It's all handwritten, right? It's it's um, Scott's notes, as far as we know, right? Right. It's his special magic book. Well, that's uh, and those and everything else looks like more or less hogwash. But those two things look like they might be. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you wanted something that looked like a spell. Those look like spells. Mm -hmm. There's recipes for tea. There's recipes for. There's references to other books that you know say that drinking this at certain times of the day will make you more virile. And did doctors Evans and Mills? Uh, take the crystals from the room or just locate them? Right. So I can't locate, there's no correlation between the crystals that are mentioned and anything they have. It's just general crystals are good for this and that. Correct. Did you, you didn't actually see the crystal, uh, the case of crystals? Yeah. From what, from what it was described to you, it looked like a really nice collection. I mean, the bo box itself was beautiful hand made out of cherry wood and it's probably a couple thousand dollars worth of mineral collection. Well, I'm glad they didn't take that at least. Poor fellows are feeling awfully violated. Um, I wonder, uh, is, is, uh, is his name Scott Davidson? Is that right? Is his name in it anywhere? Um, sure. Maybe I'll, uh, copy these two incantations and then, uh, slip it into the, one of the hotels with the, you know, with his name on it. Do, um, do a spot hidden for me. Thirty-six is good. Okay. Um, in some of the, where the protection magic is and stuff like that, 
Uh, you do find some like side notes that he's written in. Um, in one case, he says best for Jeff, J E F F. Um, that's the circle or the binanime? Uh, it's the, the circle. Mm-hmm. But that's the only reference you find in there to a Jeff. And JT is his partner's name we know, so that could be him. All right. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to slip this into a play manila envelope tomorrow and, and uh, have it sent back to their room. We just don't need it. Okay. And so you all go to sleep. Um, next morning comes. Are you going to head to breakfast as usual? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need some uh, greasy breakfast to overcome that drink. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the same thing and go down separately and sit in the back. Well, back to the wall so I can see the whole dining area. Well, I also wonder if, uh, if JT and Scott are going to be dining here in their own hotel or down the street or what, but we should definitely come in separately so they don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not unusual, I think, for people at a hotel to see each other every day sitting at the same restaurant, eating in the same hotel. Um, so as the first of you get there, you arrive. And after a bit of time, you see uh, the two Wiccans come down. And shortly after that, the rest of you arrive. And you've all sort of set your, your places. Um, I'm still hoping for a good cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, you, you get your cup of coffee. Uh, everybody, uh, uh, the, the two gentlemen look like they're in a fairly good mood. Um, you see that... Uh, that the older gentleman has his little book and um, the, the, the younger one says, um, so what's on our agenda for this, this morning? And uh, Scott says, uh, I think that we need to check out the cab company. Um, there might be, there might be some information there. And uh, the younger one's like, you know, well, all right. Uh, we've been kind of running on empty for a while now. And then they go into some other part of their conversation, which doesn't seem completely relevant. Hmm. I go, uh, well, they haven't, haven't been there yet. So do we want to, I mean. This is the we, Metro City Cab Company we saw mentioned. I don't know what they want to ask them, though. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, is this about the one guy that we saw disemboweled in his car? We could try to get there ahead of him. Yeah. 
we don't want to even see asking what try, try and broke broach the subject somehow you know you know at this point i'm not against being friendly with them i just don't know exactly what we want to say except probably not we broke into your room yesterday sorry about that we thought yeah. you were murderers oops i was thinking you know i mean dr carlisle's not sitting with us we could just accidentally say too loudly that we're interested in the cab company talking amongst ourselves be like well i mean i don't know how to get to this cab company i i've i've looked in the phone book i can't find that street on the map or anything uh, of course said that out loud I mean, you'd think with metro it'd be obvious and my head hurts and as as they're talking, you notice that uh, Scott sort of looks up like this, and uh, he he must have overheard you. And he he turns around and smiles, and he says, "Are you talking? Excuse me, are you talking about the Metro Cab Company?" Oh, I I am I am. We're we're trying to uh, to find it, and all we're doing. Uh, just a, a report on you know uh, on on big city cabs and and their unions and all, and uh, we're kind of, kind of wanted to talk to him, but we don't want to set up an appointment you know with the management and all. Are you are you like a reporter or something? Aspiring. So you're aspiring. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know. I, uh, I just so happen to know they're on uh, uh, Blake Street. Uh, I think it's uh, 369 Blake Street. Oh, 369. Let me write that down. So you're doing some sort of uh, 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 piece on it, huh? I, I was hoping to, trying to compare. I mean, obviously, from my accent, I'm from, uh, from the country down south and all. We're just trying to compare and contrast how, you know, Canadian uh, protect protect their workers' rights over the the U.S. rights, and uh, I was just wanting to go talk to the cab company, you know. And well, I'd be really interested in see you know what the cabs. I'm I don't know if you saw it in the paper about one of the drivers got you know unfortunately oh, oh, passed yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's actually sort of our interest in it as well. Um, what? Well, that's that's why I've got it written down here. Um, we're kind of spending our time amateur sleuthing and seeing if we can figure out who the ripper is. Oh my goodness! That doesn't that isn't that dangerous? I don't think so. I don't think that he's hanging around where he murdered people. Ooh, gives me the chills just to think about it. Oh my goodness! I can't. Can't believe that. That's it, but it's so exciting. I'm a little, little jealous. I mean, maybe if I took those kind of risks, I could, could, could move up to the big times. Maybe UP. <laughs> well, we're just as, trying to find out information from them. As oh. it happened, we, uh, we were present just before one of the killings, the the one in the cab. That's sort of why we're more pestered about it. We were, we were just down the street when. Uh, we heard the uh, the car horn, uh, and you know, thought it was just one of those irritating urban noise things. But then we saw a figure run down the street, and Wait. by the time we got to the cab, he was uh, already gutted. 
So you actually were there. Yeah, we were we were leaving the uh, the black black dragon. Is that what it was called? I think so. I'd like. Yeah, we were walking just out of it, and yeah, I, I I I was the one who looked. It was it was awful. The new restaurant. Is it? Yeah, we've yeah. we've been there. The um. Yeah, it's like um some we, kind of oriental food. Well, I don't know if there's a story here or or what. I mean, obviously, if we can put some things together, but um, I don't want to interfere in your, your, uh-huh. you know, your whatever you're working on. But we're pretty sure that all these things are connected, not just because the Ripper's involved, but yeah, there's some strange things going on here. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, and as far as not know if there's a story. I mean, you know, just asking questions. We got Woodward and Bernstein famous, so you know. All all of a sudden, the younger one smacks him a little. Not not so much of a smack, sort of. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very rude. This is my uh, partner, uh, Jeff Toddhill." Jeff Toddhill. Oh, nice oh, to meet like, you. It's wonderful. I I am a. Uh... Todd Hill. I am uh, Heather. Heather, Heather Mills. Sorry. It's wonderful to meet you, uh, Jeff. And well, we met in the in the elevator going up, Jeff. So. Oh, that that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were going. We were going up to the. You went up to the fifth floor. I got off 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 on the fifth floor to go down to my room. I I moved out though. I mean, I didn't like the maid. She was. And 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 Jeff looks up at Todd and. Uh, Jeff looks up at uh, at Scott, and Scott looks back at him, and Scott rolls his eyes, and he says, "You mean the the maid who is a thief?" Well, I, we uh, were robbed. Yeah, I well, you notice I'm not wearing the necklace anymore. Not implying. I'm so you've lost. Too. We should we should get together and sue this place. Agreed. Yeah. What a fortuitous meeting. So uh, you, you say you've been investigating, you know, uh, any, any, you got any ideas? I mean, you know, are, are just still just kind of uh, not, not to be spinning your wheels. I mean, that's what we feel like. <laughs> well, what are, what, what are, question today is is if the cab company if the ripper got into the cab then the 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 the, 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 the cab driver must have called it into dispatch oh. and therefore dispatch themselves might have a clue as to who had gotten into the, the cab and where he was coming from and where he was going to. Oh, yeah. Surely the police would have requested that information from a cab company, though. We don't really know what the, cab, what the, what the police know and what they don't know. Uh, obviously, they, they don't always tell the public everything. Um, they keep details to themselves, but yes, of we're not using the police. We're trying to figure it out ourselves. Oh, yeah. 
And you heard about that. Uh, I mean, I saw it on the news. The guy, he was like skinned. I mean, oh. And certain organs have been removed, which gives us almost the impression that it's some sort of a ritual. It has an almost occult feel to it. Hmm. See, we're 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 Wiccans. Do you know what that is? I, I've heard I've heard the term, but I mean, I, I, it'd be insulting for me. Oh, okay. We're male witches. Oh, okay. We're not warlocks. That's something no. else. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're male witches. And we don't do, we don't sacrifice babies to the devil. That's all a bunch of nonsense. We practice sort of healing magic and protection magic and things like that. But uh, this feels something much more demonic, if you will. Mm -hmm. Well, it's certainly uh, vicious as all get out. Um, were you uh, were you already vacationing here when the killing started, or did you come here because you were curious about the murders? No, neither. Neither really. We came here because we wanted to get away. Um, I'd never seen Toronto before, and so we just thought we'd come up here. And after we got here, we kept reading the newspapers. And can you believe how hot it is even up here? It's it's damn hot. It's a strange summer. Uh, where are you coming from? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I want an address and a phone number. Yeah, I'd like to mail you a postcard. At least one address. <laughs> he likes writing those things down. I enjoy writing them down. I'm trying to remember. I think they're actually from the South. Um, we're visiting from California. Um, and while... Uh, Upstate New York, sorry. Upstate New York. Oh, so not so far away, really. No. Um, and are you part of, what, what do you call it, a coven in upstate New York? Uh, we don't really have a coven. We're just, I'm, I'm the, the sort of senior uh, Wiccan, and, uh, and uh, Jeff is my protege, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's some beautiful country up there, I understand. Adirondacks and all those sorts of things. Oh, it's beautiful. We have a rather large house. Um, I'm actually a, a businessman, but I was left in a lot of money by my parents. They passed oh. away. Uh, Jeff is still in, in college. Oh, wow. It's wonderful. So we have a lot of time on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> What are you right, studying, Jeff? And summer's off. Uh, Jeff is studying something interesting. History. This is interesting. Hmm. He is studying cobra venom. Yeah. <gasps> well, I mean, I finished off my flapjacks. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, uh, I was, we were planning on going to the cab company. If you were too, I mean, maybe we could keep each other's company. That's not a bad idea. If we could find out what's going on, it would make a good story for your 
if we could solve the case before the police do. Oh, it would. And you wouldn't mind if I quoted you, or do you want to be like, uh, what was that, Deep Throat? They look at each other and <laughs> and say, yeah, no, we're, we don't have any secrets. I mean, unless we find out that it's the President of the United States who's doing this, and they'll just have us all bumped off. Who's president in 1991? Oh, it's Bush. He, he was a former head of CIA, so he could bump you off. Yeah, he could. <laughs> so, you guys all seem to, they seem to be fairly decent. Um, They're wearing their medallions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're wearing nice clothes. You realize now that what they're wearing is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're well-dressed there. He's obviously got money. Um, so the four of you are there, and Dr. Ethan is hiding in the background. <laughs> Behind a newspaper. Uh, well, I'll just, I'll just walk up and say, hey, I got them to brew a decent cup of coffee. It's all in the temperature of the water. Blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. Wax poetic on the intricacies mm. of coffee brewing. <laughs> so, Dr. Ethan, what are you going to do? I'm going to get up and walk past the table and ask a waiter or a busboy, where is the, a little loud, where's the bathroom? And then head to the bathroom hoping somebody follows me to explain what the hell is going on. Um, you do that. He points you towards the restroom and, uh, and, and Scott looks over at you when you, when you make that noise and he's like, Jesus Christ. Read the fucking sign that's on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I, I think that I'm going to, um, well, I'm going to follow uh, Dr. Carlisle into the loo. Um, I also think that I'm going to, uh, rather than follow everybody else to the cab company, I'm going to mail poor Scott his uh, magic book back. And, uh, and Dr. Carlisle and I will think of an, a secondary ac- uh, activity while they're all harassing the cabbies. Speaking of coffee, I'll get up and excuse myself as well. Okay. Just the girls. <laughs> so, some of you meet in the restroom, obviously. <laughs> uh, Dr. Death, you go over and do you mail it to him or do you leave it with the concierge to give to them? I, I, I impart I, the importance of wiping <laughs> to Desmond prior wiping to his... The, uh, Wiping the book off carefully? Yes. Yes. No, it's true. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to leave it with anybody who can see me. I'm going to put it in an envelope and, and slip it through a slot where there aren't, where there's not a human counterpart. I mean, if, I'm sure if I put first and last name in the hotel and a modicum of postage that'll arrive within the next day because it's only a few blocks away. But okay. I don't, yeah, I don't want to be associated with the B and E. All right. Um, all right. So, Doctor Liege and Doctor Ethan, you are in the bathroom. The hell's going on? Well, 
Sounds like our Wiccan friends are on the level. So I've been saying we should... it's a little it's a little weird with the uh the whole murder tourism thing, but oh well. Also that explains why the police had their description. Because if they're visiting sites. Right, but what they would have their disc- who's going to report them after the incident? They weren't were they there right after it happened? And if, how the hell would they be there right after it happened? Were they reported six days later viewing the site? Then it doesn't mean anything. But if they got reports of a gray-haired man wearing silver jewelry at a murder scene is a big difference. Well, we were at a murder scene and we had nothing to do with it. Right, one time. Yeah, could have been... They could have come up here specifically for the murder tourism, gotten lucky or unlucky, how however you look at it, and then ended up with a description. It's possible. Anyway, we're we're gonna go check out the cab company with our uh, delightful Wiccan sleuths in tow. Well, I trust them, but I still want to keep myself separate in case we find out something later that changes. So, it's probably good. It's good to have an ace in the hole. Yeah. All right. I will. Uh, Desmond, what are you, are you going with them? No, I thought we'd figure out something else to do. Uh, All right. You know, five's a crowd. Copy. All right. So, who's going to the cab company? And there he is. Heather, I'll go with her. And Margaret. Oh, oh Margaret. The women are going because the slasher's targeting men. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jonathan and Desmond and Ethan, what are you going to do? Oh, we know what Desmond's doing. He's, well, he's mailing something. That's going to take him 20 minutes. Yeah, that's 15 minutes. Yeah. That's a good yeah. question. Any ideas? I mean, here we are. And a whole town full of mysterious behavior. Uh, we we could not get uh, Mrs. Doctor Lindsay's address, correct? We tried that and failed because her name was on the certificate for the Black Dragon. But I think Dr. we could not. Um, Mrs. Doctor Finley. Um, yeah. Her address. Um, yeah, we were hoping for an address for her because, you know. Well, let's say you have gotten that information, but the address is in San Damiel. Uh, okay. Uh, but they're somewhere up here. We haven't seen them in the hotel. Wouldn't they need a business license from the Canadian government? And that would have to have a Canadian address somewhere. Unless it was just a P.O. box. Well, and also, now that I'm thinking about it, wasn't the Black Dragon in a building that contained spaces that were not public? Yeah. Like significant spaces, like an upstairs and a back room or something? Um, I wonder if we need to stake out the Black Dragon and see if we can find Dr. Finley and his wife, the, uh, the Cho-Cho uh, oh. witch lady. The upstairs is just more dining area. There was dining definitely area. a second floor upstairs. But yeah. I, yeah, I feel like there was also a description of alert spaces that were not... like more external space than was 
there is going to be storage and there's going to be offices and things like that. Definitely. There's Managers, private. managers' office is definitely going to be on the second floor, with uh, vents leading away from any sort of fryer outgas. <laughs> I wouldn't want that in my office. So, do what? Do you think it's worth um, staking out the Black Dragon? I mean, I'm sure it doesn't open until lunch at the earliest, uh, but management might be there all day. It actually, as I recall, it doesn't open until dinner. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was um, six. Six. Six or five, one of the two, but yeah. Two things. One, did I know that church is on television, but was there a physical location we could go to? Yes, there is. So maybe we could check out the church and then swing back after the church and sit in the back of the restaurant and see if there's any comings or going. Yeah, and, and uh, things go in and whatever. Well, now remember too that it's still morning. You just yeah. had breakfast. It's nine o'clock. Yeah, we have we have plenty of time until my fateful meeting. Oh yeah, but we uh, we should come up with. Uh, so it it sounds like the initial twenty dollars is just for the private meeting. And then whatever happens in that is determined by tips. Right. But is it so, going to take place at the restaurant? Or are you going to leave with her? That wasn't implied. I, I well, the, the bartender said something about upstairs, right? When he yeah. first broached this whole thing to you. Um, yeah, yeah. A while ago. Um, so potentially upstairs is the uh, place to be but we'll need to I would like to figure out what you guys want me to ask and what sort of uh, stance I should take on this whole thing right well we know we want to know whether God's lost children is active up here we want to know how she, why she moved from San Daniel to here and how she met the Jochos, including Mrs. Dr. Lindsay, perhaps. But you're going to want to, you know, get a little confidence first. Right, right. Well, all right. We so might, do you guys feel we religious? Might want to do. Well, certainly. And in the interim, we'll... Uh... I have some hardware stores that are interesting to, uh, that I find interesting and would definitely want to visit. Yeah, and uh, you'll need to get condoms somewhere as well. Just in case things go really well. <laughs> Can't make bombs from condoms? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there are more things in this church. world than hardware stores. Yeah, we Let's can talk about church. this on our way to the church. Uh, I tell you, I'm not putting any more than five bucks in that basket, though. I'm telling you right now. People creep me out. Five bucks max. Oh, but you can get healed through the television. <laughs> five bucks. You can be generous all you want. I thought that was a donation. I took money out when they passed the basket. Oh, tisk tisk. 
I wonder if you can get a tax write-off on that. I mean, if, if it's a donation. All right, off to the church we go. All right. So let's do the cab company. Um, uh, the ladies and uh, Mr. Todd Hill and Mr. Davidson um, head over to the Metro City Cab Company. Um, uh, you can see it's busy. There's lots of taxis going in and out. There's like a dispatch office. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to first, I want to kind of look around. Uh, I don't know, Canadian laws, they got like their uh bulletin board of all the workers' rights they have to have posted sure. and everything. So, I want to see if they are even unionized to help buckle up my story that I came up with. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, see. See, look at that, Scott. They, they are, they are unionized. We can probably uh, get in there, they're good, and talk to them, and and their their workers will be protected. So, uh, do you guys have a contact here? Who are you talking to? I'm sorry, Scott. Scott. Oh, uh, he says no. But we have no idea. All right. Well, let's just uh, let's just go in. Maybe you ladies can work your magic. <laughs> uh. um, so there's a, there's a dispatch guy with a big old cigar in his mouth. This is this represents a cigar. It's actually a glue stick, <laughs> and he's he's behind the desk uh, typing on stuff. And he looks up and he says, "Yeah, what can I do for you?" Hi. Uh, yeah, we're uh, from. Uh, the, the the New York uh, Sentinel, and we're up here doing a uh, piece on uh, Canadian uh, Canadian uh, taxi cab uh, unions and how they protect their. Are you, are you guys unionized? I, I I don't know nothing about this. What uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You have like reporters or something? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk to reporters. I, I got work to do. Oh, well, can we make an appointment sometime? Maybe talk to you or maybe uh, your PR rep, the company's PR rep. Yeah, look. Uh, and he uh, he hands you a business card and he says, that's uh, the owner. Uh, you call him and talk to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, we will, but... Uh, shit uh we will we will give him a call definitely uh so so are you taking care of uh that that one worker's family you know do, do you guys uh support support your workers uh, if they get hurt on the job well, like i said lady uh i don't know what you're talking about uh you no know, we're talking about someone got hurt it's in the paper so he got killed i mean to be frank you're talking about the guy got murdered yeah yeah uh, very, very tragic, tragic, tragic incident. I don't know if they're taking care of his family or what. I hope they are. Oh, me too. Everything. Uh, yeah. Is there any way that uh, is? Was there an official statement from the uh, company about this? 
Look, all that stuff's probably in the newspaper, so I, I don't know what you're talking about. Why do why you care? Why I care? Because uh, my boss told me to care. That's why, that's why I care. I mean, same reason, reason you know, you're trying to get rid of me. It's just my job, unfortunately. <laughs> Look, I, first of all, do it to persuade bro. All right. Not, not, not persuasive today. <laughs> Anybody else want to try? Don't make Todd do it because I, I've got to persuade. I can I can roll persuade. I failed my persuade. <laughs> He's like, look, I wasn't even on I wasn't even on duty when that whole thing happened. Oh, uh, do you know who was? Maybe we could talk to an outside of work. That way, we're not not uh, you know not bothering the company and getting you in trouble. Of course, oh, Jesus Christ! If I tell you, will you just get the hell out of here? Yes. All right. Well, sure. it, was, it was Al Wu. He was the dispatch that night. Uh, it was Ken Stewart, you know, who got murdered. Unfortunately, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, now oh. get the hell out, because unless you want to uh, rent a cab. Oh, um, we might. We might. I, I, I really appreciate really appreciate the help there. Oh, what was your name, good sir? Pete. Pete. All right, Pete. Crystal Pete, I got you. You're awesome. Pete Monkey House. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting uh, Pete, family, Pete, family get, name. <laughs> Pete, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm not going to push that, so I'm just going to kind of moonwalk my way up. Um, I'll go I, as you guys kind of step away, uh, uh, Scott uh, steps forward. And and he 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 looks back at you and he goes, "Oh, we're not with them, um, but we were wondering if we could talk to Al Wu." And he says, "He says, uh, he says, sure you can talk to him. I don't know if he's here. Hold on." And he uh, does some stuff. And he says, "Well, he's on a schedule." He says, uh, "Do you know what he looks like?" He's there. He's over there. That guy. And. Uh, um, Scott uh, turns around and walks. Jeff follows him. Uh, and you guys, I don't know if you're following or not. Yes. <laughs> All right. Looking around, pretending to take notes about stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and as you're walking, you know, Scott says, well, sometimes you just got to charm the guy. Yeah. yeah he, he, he did well. So you walk over to, to Wu. Wu is smoking a cigarette. Um, he's a little dirty. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's been, uh, washing up the car or, or something. What, what, one of the things, um, so he's sitting there smoking. You come up to him. Yep. I get out my, one of my camels and go, go, pardon me. Do you have a light? And he pulls out his lighter and lights it for you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, uh, I was told that that you were the you're you're one of the dispatchers here. How's that job? It's a job. Job, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I I hate to bring up what are, what are two beautiful ladies like you doing here in the middle of a cab company? 
Well, sometimes, you know, uh, the job job sends you here. It's, as I said, it's a job. We were, uh, we were put, sent on assignment to uh, to find out about uh, how the cab companies up up north are run. I assume Scott and uh, Jeff are, are mm-hmm. hanging out with us, so I got to maintain my facade. We're, we're sent up north to find out how the cab companies, and we thought we'd follow along with the uh, – you know, hey, how you guys are dealing with uh, the unfortunate tragedy? Is uh, the company taking care of the workers after that? Giving you any counseling? I don't know. I assume so. You assume so? Yeah. Oh. So were you, do you know who was the one who at last talked to, um, oh goodness, the, the, the cabbie who was, who was killed? Peters. Um, yeah, Peters. Peters. You know who the last person who talked to him was? You're talking about uh, when he got the dispatch? Yeah. Well, it was kind of an unusual thing. I remember uh, I remember uh, Ken didn't call it in until uh, is it Ken? It is Ken, Ken Stewart. Stewart. Ken didn't call it in until uh, uh, he was almost at his destination. Uh he said that a uh, 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 fat guy had picked him up on King Street and uh, in a dark coat and hat. And uh, he said that uh, he was on his way to Chinatown, uh, that he was almost there. And then uh, he said, uh, you know, you won't believe on who I picked up. And I'm like, who? And he said, guess. So I don't know, I guess, uh, you know, some uh, radio person or, you know, uh, uh, somebody like that. And uh, I, I went down a list of uh, famous people's names I could think of. And just about the time that, you know, I was, I was going to guess, oh, I don't know, the Reverend Lully, uh, the, the sound went dead. And uh, apparently so did... Uh, so did Ken. Wow. Wow. Uh, now, Reverend, Reverend Lawley, you were just being facetious there, right? You, yeah, you know, I was just, you know, I, oh. I, there's not that many famous people in Toronto right now. Famous fat people, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, Lawley's kind of fat. I mean, well, I mean, you'd think he'd be a famous person if he asked you to guess it or either that or, you know. Maybe his ex. Phew. Oh, awful. I was kind of thinking maybe it was somebody in the news, you know, an anchor person or a, the weatherman or something like that. That well, weatherman's kind of fat too, and yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, the only fat people I could think of would be like could be. Well, there's that Jim Sharples on the, the the news. He's not exactly looking like he used to, but. Um, or, you know, Baxter Lully, he's, uh, kind of a fat fuck. Um, yeah. I hope none of you are religious. Everybody watches that stupid show of his. Oh, uh, we, I've only seen it flipping through the channels at the hotel. Uh, you don't think it could have been like anyone that you guys would have known, you know, maybe that's why he'd be like, Hey, guess who I picked up? Hey, I, I, I think he sounded like somebody famous. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have any reason for me to guess otherwise, you know? Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The, that, that makes sense. But you know, you know, you guys are, 
you guys don't where was the uh you wouldn't happen to know where he dropped off his last passenger before he picked up this famous person oh yeah let's see um i'd have to look it up in the dispatch notes and i mean uh yeah it's in there right now yeah he's a he's a real charmer yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How long you How long you worked here, Al? Sixteen years. Sixteen years. So, 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 that wasn't normal for people to uh, wait to call call in. in yeah, a, you know, it happens. You you sometimes you gotta just immediately uh, grab the person, and they they're in a rush, so you get them on their way. He was, I think he was still driving when he started the conversation with me. Oh. Okay, yeah. I knew where he'd come from and where he was going, so that's all I need. Yeah, I, I could see that. He was going to Chinatown, you said? Yep. Is that a regular, on his regular route? There's not really a route, you know, everybody okay. brings yeah. Toronto, but yeah. Chinatown's popular. Yeah. I hear you. Have a lot of people been wanting to go to the museum these days? I don't know. No, more than usual. Anyway, I got to get back to my work. Thanks for the light. And he goes back to whatever he was doing. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to uh, let's see, Doctor Liege. Uh, Dr. Flores, you uh, you managed to put that in the mail. Um, it'll it'll get there probably tomorrow. Uh, I forget what you guys are doing. So what what are you the three of you doing now? We are off to see religion, Reverend Lilly's ah. church. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you drive over to the location of Salvation Citadel, it's referred to. Uh, Salvation Citadel, uh, there's a, 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 a drive that goes up to it. It's, you know, all grass and sculptured gardens and stuff like that, fountains. Um, but the building itself is this enormous cube of mirrored walls eight stories high and on the four sides of the walls are big gigantic crosses um, that light up at night obviously um, there's a large uh, there's actually a, a fairly medium-sized parking structure and you can see that there is underground parking and on one side uh, there is something kind of odd uh, there is a bank of escalators that all head up towards the front doors of this cathedral, which is really on the second floor. And if you've watched any of the television show, these are like the heavenly steps, and they convey everybody up into the church. And it's basically going to be like this gigantic auditorium, um, which you've seen on, on televangelists before. There are cars in the parking lot, but it's not Sunday. 
So there's probably just administrators and stuff like that going on here. I think it's in fact Thursday, which is one of the not most popular days for Church. churches that have multiple feast days. Um, uh, sorry, so the escalators go from the from the ground to the second floor into some sort of like archway, but the building is eight six stories more than that. Right, it's the big it's the big entrance to the cathedral. I, it's probably highlighted in the in the opening credits for the show on television. And and is yes. there a like a, a flashing digital schedule somewhere on the outside that says yeah, that makes worship? sense? Yeah. Uh, you can see that it is. Uh, the the bookstore and the gift shop are open to the public 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily. Uh, it's only open to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, services are on uh, Sundays uh, when the great golden glory stairs. Uh, it says they're 58 feet wide um, and uh, that they convey people up to the church. Uh, gives the times for the services there. The show is what it really is. It's fairly presented like a concert more than a a church service. Well, fellas, do, you, do we feel like, uh, seems like we've got a small staff here and so we'll be pretty recognizable and stand out. Do we want to go and say hello? Sadly, we do not know that somebody who looks like Reverend DeLake got into a cab a few days ago. Because that seems like pretty hot news. Yeah. We don't have. I mean, we could... If only. <laughs> just take a quick tour. I don't know. If they'll even let us in. Yeah, let's see what's open. Yeah. Um, well, it's just about 10 a.m. Follows fails, we can pose as investors. Right. Also, let's see what's in the bookstore and see if uh, anything yeah. stands out. Gift shops and bookstores can actually tell you more about what's really going on than the official line does, arguably. Well, everybody do spot hidden as you're coming up. Does the mermaid work here in the daytime and the cashier? <laughs> <laughs> A 45 uh, is a normal success. 55 like out of 55. Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing that you notice is that there are definitely a number of fairly young gentlemen who look big, brawny, and muscular in identical blue uh, suits. Um, they definitely look like security. Um, and although they're dressed to look very, you know, in, in regular suits, like religious folk, like, like members of the thing, they definitely look like they could take pretty much anybody. They look like big bouncers. And at the moment you see at least three of them, uh, and you're pretty sure there are more you know, as you're going up. Uh, if you nod at one or you smile, they smile. In fact, their smile is just a little too scary. 
like they're doing it automatically because they're supposed to, they're, they're paid to do it. Um, but that smile could turn off in, in an instant and they could come after you if they needed to. Um, the chap, the, the cathedral is closed, of course, but the bookstore and the gift store are on the first floor and uh, you can get in there. The bookstore is uh, not as gigantic as you would think. Um, there are, of course, Bibles. There are, of course, all kinds of religious materials. There's books that have been written by Reverend Lully um, and other people on the staff. Um, there's trinkets. There's exactly what you'd expect from a church gift shop. Um, the books written by the Reverend. Do mm -hmm. any titles stick out? Um, not really. There's there's the stories of his uh, um, humanitarian aid to impoverished countries, and um, no copies of Your Best Life Now. Okay. <laughs> I was I was thinking along the same lines. If any of his books stood out. My Master Plan by Reverend Tully. <laughs> well, you can you can sort of glean just from the from the information there. There's information on Reverend Lully that uh, he's really been doing this since the late 1960s. Um, he started in a tent and uh, worked his way up to the point where he became a televangelist. Um, Did he have a uh, jar of uh, agitated gelatinous substance? No, but okay. I know the movie you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the blob too. Uh, when is it going to happen, Reverend? Soon. Um, so anyways, you walk in there. There's a couple of receptionists. There's people answering phones. There's there's not much access that you can get, except that you could get uh, the only kind of access, there's elevators. Um, but at the moment, the really the only place you could get access to would be the, the, the lower level, which is the parking garage. Well, how many, what is it, eight floors on yeah. the elevator buttons? Is there anything like said penthouse or something, or is it just eight? It doesn't say anything on them, but there is a security guard there, so... In the elevator? Well, in front of the elevators, yeah. Are there are there any elevator keys that require well elevator buttons that require keys? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Um, not that you can see. Uh, darn. And of course, a couple of people come up to you and talk sweetly and ask if they can help you find anything. So if I ask, if I uh, if I seem interested in their their spiel, what do they say? They start handing you tracks and and uh, recommending reading certain books, and it all feels very icky, you know. But there's nothing in the either the gift store or the bookshop that says icky in an interesting way. Or or parallels the hoaxes. You can purchase for just ninety eight ninety five the entire collection 
of cassette tapes with all of the uh, all of the lectures and all of the the entire Lully world. That's a bargain. Uh, all right. Well, um, I feel like we need to come back here when the yeah. uh, with along with Hoi Poloi, and not just when it's a few of us on a Saturday morning or whatever weekday morning. Um, Dr. Lee, do you want to uh, take us on an interesting tour of some hardware stores and then we'll get ready for uh, 6 p.m.? Sure. When the restaurant opens before your assignation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll need at least three changes of clothing. And we'll probably, we probably should visit as many hardware stores as possible. Okay. So let's spread them. this. Let's spread this out. <laughs> and, get, and get cash too. Don't pay with your. Oh, card. definitely. I am going to take Way notes, but I'll take notes in code. All right. So the three of you are off to hardware stories. Um, Heather and Margaret, um, you are with Scott and Jeff. Um, so what do you think, ladies? Well. Uh, interesting um have have you heard anything in your other investigations about a heavyset man being seen no, around? no that's the first time we heard that and um geez i wish that i was kind of banking on the fact that the guy would know something i wouldn't be surprised though if lolly was involved that fat christian preacher yeah, man. It seems like that that take a, quite the hit to his uh, bank account if he got busted doing that. But I'm like, look, I'm 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 a Wiccan, and I'll tell you right now, I don't think that Jesus would have approved of oh. ten yeah. billion dollars a year salary or whatever the hell he makes. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with the uh, Jim Sharples, the other the weatherman he mentioned? No, not really. We don't watch that much television. Yeah, me, me neither. Oh. Uh, what what other uh, sites have you guys went by? Oh, we went by the museum. Uh, went by the university. Uh, we've we've visited all the places. Um, it was interesting. We were kind of wondering if this guy. How does he get his victims? Um, obviously, the guy in the cab. He took the guy in the cab. There was the kid going to swim, swim meet or something like that. Right. It was well, obviously wandering around outside. But the so, one that's got us, the one that's got us stymied is the sewer guy. Well, he was killed in the sewers around the museum, wasn't he? Yeah, but well, that the Reverend guy is the sponsor of their most recent exhibit. We went there the other day, their frauds exhibit. Oh yeah, we went and saw the that televangelist a- guy. He's the one who sponsors their exhibit. I wonder if he. If, I wonder if they also donate to the university. Yeah, but here's the thing: if if Fat Lolly is the Ripper. What's he doing in the sewer? 
Yeah. I don't think that he could even fit in the sewer, if you ask me. Well, we don't know. I mean, if he was a sewer worker, we don't know if he was killed down there, do we? Well, I think that's where they found his body. Maybe he has an accomplice. The body wasn't dumped in Chinatown? The sewer worker? No. Now, question for you, Tom. The the man that I saw running away from the cab, did he look... Thinking back to it, did he look overweight? I know it was dark against running, but... It's hard to tell because that cloak he was wearing sort of billowed out as he moved, but he moved fast. Yeah. A lot faster than a fat man could run. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I got to say, say, Scott and Jeff, I got to kind of be with Margaret here that if, if, if uh, Wally is involved, he's, he's got to have an accomplice with him, which there, there's not a lot. I mean, not, there's not a lot of serial killers that are two people operating together. I mean, this would be a hell of a story if you find that. I wonder. I wonder if we could get a an interview with Mr. Lully. We could always always try. I mean, he seems I, to be kind of a. I doubt that he'd want to meet with us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably well, not. Well, maybe I could set it up where I could be like, uh, you know, kind of like uh, Geraldo Rivera in the late 80s. Remember, he was always facing, uh, you know, he, he would always put disparate groups together. Maybe I could be like, hey, you know, just wanted to see the Wiccans and the the uh, evangelists uh, face off together. And then you could ask him the questions. Yeah, you know what? You were talking about dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. You're talking about super dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Get my nose broke. Like, hmm. Well, you could get ripper, rippered. True, true. But. Well, you know, you said an interesting, an interesting thing, Scott, you know, about how Jesus wouldn't approve of how much money he makes. You know, what if he really isn't following that too closely and is he's got you know uh, those killings were pretty ritualistic as you said maybe he's answering to really another power well he's got a huge organization so yeah i mean it's not like he could really get away with murder i mean maybe he could but I don't think it would show up in his organization. Now, did you guys get down into the sewers where uh, one guy disappeared from? I don't think we're down in the sewer at you. Oh, yeah. I understood. Yeah, we haven't been down there. We hadn't went down there either. I mean, you know, why would we? But very curious. Did you now? How how shortly after the uh, cab company murder did you guys hear about that? Was it just in the paper? Or? 
the next day. It was in the newspaper in the next oh, day. Okay. Yeah. You haven't talked to the police? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. The problem is, is that we face, we face constant prejudice because, I mean, they, they're just going to automatically assume that we're devil worshiping, child murdering monsters. Mm-hmm. Probably play. Probably assume you play with tarot cards or something. And even if they if they don't believe that, they could scapegoat us. Right. Yeah. To make the public calm down. And yes, I do play with tarot cards. I have tarot cards. I should do a reading on you guys sometime. Well, that would be fun. Now, were you were you ever present? When, when the bodies were discovered or you just only been going around after the fact? We were nearby in Chinatown when one of them was discovered. Um, uh, but we just happened on the scene. Uh, we left because there was some nut, I don't know, just some innocent bystander who saw us and started looking at us suspiciously. We were dressed in our, our trench coats and we just, we just turned around and left because we weren't really involved. But it was, it was after that that we thought maybe we should see if we can figure it out. Right. Yeah. That was the night that we ate at the the black dragon. Oh no! What did you think of of the black dragon? It's interesting. Not what we would have expected from Buddhists. Exactly. Yeah. Very. Uh, their their alcohol's uh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, I, I I had some. I'm starting to feel better. We uh, we expected either vegetarian food. We didn't expect all the meat. And if there was meat, then we would have expected American Chinese you know, food. But their stuff was all quite unique, quite tasty. Right, and they had do you notice their decorations at all? I mean, it was I found the 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 kind of aquatic theme to be interesting for people who come from, you know, the Himalayas. I didn't really notice. Um, I saw a lot of dragons. Yeah. Well, I don't well, know. You want to guys want to go grab some lunch? Maybe. Sure. Do do a do a tarot card reading? Would you want one of those, Heather? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had one. All right. So you guys head off towards lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan, Desmond, and Jonathan. Two and a half hours later, four hardware stores later, 16 nitrile gloves used. (laughs) (laughs) Only cash. Yeah, and so with with the fertilizer and diesel, it's, it's easier, but it's more traceable. But making the blah, 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 blah. 
at some point somewhere around the fourth hardware store, I'm going to uh, get a newspaper and see if there's any Ripper news, weather news, pharmaceutical news, or anything else that seems notable. Because I can't figure out what the hell he's doing anyway with his various pots of this and that. <laughs> okay. And Tom, do you want me to roll for anything? Because I'm, I'm going to make a, a small yield bomb just as a as an insurance policy. <laughs> um, you're using household items to create a bomb. I'm going to say just use your intelligence rule. All right. Yeah, that's an easy success. Okay. So you, you put together something that you're pretty sure will explode. It's an easy success for my chemistry as well. <laughs> cool. All right. I should have used your chemistry. That would have been just as well. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've managed Close. to put together some sort of a, an explosive device. Um, what kind of explosive device? What kind of damage will it do? Just concussive. It's not, not going for incendiary. Okay. Just concussive enough to blow out a wall or concussive enough just to knock people on their asses. Um blow out a plywood wall. Okay. Structurally damage a brick wall, but not blow it out. Okay. But if it was inside of a room with drywall it would it would blow out the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so. And no, bringing a bomb on the first date is not weird. Since, we have to look since, at the context. <laughs> you are going to do that at 10 o'clock tonight. Um, let's save that for next time. And uh, Dr. Heather and Dr. Margaret, um, uh, you guys go in and uh, you have your lunch and uh, Scott and J Jeff uh, invite you back to their room oh. and I don't have my cheat sheet so maybe maybe Dr. Desmond out of character can help me out here a little bit um uh, Scott lays out on a, a table in the room mm. he lays out a cloth mm. which has a nice decoration on it and he says well let's let's try to read you and your friends so he pulls out a card and it's the page of pentacles and he says, that's an interesting card. And I don't have my cheat sheets anymore. <laughs> Suggest to me the, the, uh, an, a, a, a new endeavor, a change of approach. Then he pulls out the next another. Uh-huh. Temperance crosswise. So in temperance, perhaps, uh, 
a degree of excess or ill-considered activity. Depends on what the whole layout is too, of course. It might be that by going through, by using temperance, you begin a new enterprise. Okay, the world upside down is pretty bad news. Uh, that just means, broadly speaking, a crisis on the order of cataclysm. Uh, right, the devil, of course, you know, mostly means bondage, mostly means a failure of choice or inability to make a choice. Uh, jealousy and conflict, uh, possibly envy, not happy. Oh, the towers, you know, a cataclysm of some kind. I mean, it can be productive eventually, but it's not initially a welcome thing. Uh, isolation, uh, paranoia. Uh, this is a really gloomy spread. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Um, the moon, another a, a, a big shift between uh, conditions, uh, and because it's inverted, that it's not a welcome change. I mean, do I have to describe the Ten of Swords? <laughs> uh, betrayal, loss, catastrophe. The sun is a possible, uh, you know, the sun is a card of possibility inverted. It's a, it's a card of um, lack of possibility of, of, you know, imperilment. No way out, maybe. No way out, yeah. Yeah. And he says, well, lack of options. This is not very good. <laughs> well, Heather, yeah. it looks like we're better buckle up. Yeah. I, I, since the tower, when they put that out and it had that lightning on it, I kind of uh, back up away from that because I don't want to be looking at that lightning. It bothers me quite a bit. Are you, you okay, Heather? Oh, it's, just seeing that takes me back to that, that incident. No, it's, it, it's okay. Well, this is... You have to try to look on the positive side. All of these things can change. There is, we now know that we're, we're involved in looking for very dangerous individual. So we need to be on guard. We need to understand that there is danger here. Yeah. Well, is there any, any method that you know of that will help us avoid catastrophe? I think that's for the individual to figure out for himself. Mm. Um, it's not, it's not inevitable. The cards, the cards mean what you want them to mean. They mean, they mean what you need them to mean. Right. Yeah. Well, Be be careful is what I'm getting out of this. That there are forces working against you. Yeah. Oh, we we will. We'll definitely be careful out there. Jeez. 
Yes, well, thank you. Yeah. I've, I've never had one of these done. Have you, Heather? No. And no, very, very. Kind of saddened me. <laughs> well, it's a lot to think about. All right, so unless you can think of anything else to do, we can call it there tonight. Seems like a good spot of any, just, you know, our prophesied doom. <laughs> you know, just the fact that I have a bomb and I'm going to go meet with the mermaid. That whole, the whole tarot thing. That was hilarious. <laughs> I also think it's, you know, it's telling that, of course, there was no uh, late medieval card for giant bodybuilder lady who keeps you captive because that obviously would have shown yeah. up but yeah, what that would, would that be up immediately yeah Just the, the the 94th of pentacles with extra oh. two extra arms <laughs> i missed wow, that card uh now for those who are, who are listening the reason why i let uh uh david do that was because he actually knows a lot about the tarot cards and I don't. And you asked me to do that a long time ago. Well, I that genuinely, was actually for something else too. That, yeah, I, I, I was about halfway through before I even, I was like, oh, this is, this could not be coincidental. This is too specific. And I was like, oh, right, you asked me. But not for a game I was in. Right. All right. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melnichok, and David Gasway with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. <coughs> Excuse me. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft or the Call of Duty role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Thank you.